Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. We are beginning a new series, and it's the Gospel of John that they may believe, and today we're going to consider the creed. So you're going to John chapter 20. We're going to look at verse 31. Uh, the ancient church fathers, they titled this book, John the Evangelist. And this book has the power to awaken a person, but more than that, a state, a nation, and a world. This week, uh, we received a prophecy, Cindy Jacobs, who has been involved with intercession and training hundreds to thousands of believers on how to pray and intercede, and is considered a prophet that she speaks prophetically. And she was at friends of ours home in Palm Desert, and all of a sudden she's praying over them and it shifts, and she starts praying over Ventura County. And you would say, why are we in California? And why haven't we moved where it's cheaper and maybe uh, the rent or mortgage is lower? I'll tell you why. Because we're here to be a part of a Jesus revolution. Yeah. And Cindy Jacobs was saying that Ventura County is going to be a hot spot for revival. She then began to mention my name in our church, saying the Holy Spirit would breathe upon us, and that this is a revival hotspot. Revival is coming to Ventura County. And a woman in our church had a dream and a vision, word for word, which Cindy had prophesied, saying she saw lines of people coming from all over California. And I just want to make a bold proclamation that we are here to see a revival in our day that will last for generations. Can you say amen? That's why we're here. And so what we're going to be doing these next six weeks from this Sunday all the way to Easter, uh, we're studying the prologue in John chapter 1. Now you're going to John chapter 20 verse 31 and we're going to read that. Today we begin a new series, the Gospel of John, that they may believe. In John 20, 31, this is the thesis. This is why he wrote uh, this gospel. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. I want to just stop right there, that he is the anointed one. He is the only Messiah. That's what the Christ is, the Son of God. Do you see that? And that by, by believing, you may have life in his name. So I'm asking us this question, who will you invite and bring to Easter? Easter is going to be a culmination where we are believing at least 100 people in all three services will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and their lives will be changed permanently. 
Are you with me? And so we will conclude again on April 9th. So I want you to write down, right now, whether it's in your Bible, uh, get a card, text yourself, who will you bring on Easter? I'm believing one of the guys we discipled Christmas Eve, he filled three rows. I'm just wondering who's out there that can fill three rows. We can't give you a pink Tesla, that's Mary Kay, but we can give you, you know, a state dinner if you fill three rows. Okay, I got one in the front. That's good, that's good, that's good, okay? And so this week, let me tell you what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk, show you the creed. And now go to John chapter one, and we're gonna be looking at verses one through 18. And uh, I wanna dedicate this to the, one of the greatest groups of young people I've ever had the privilege of teaching, and that is the second year class of California Coast Bible College. You men and women have changed my life forever. It's something when you're teaching, when the students somewhat more driven than you are. Their passion is contagious. Can I say? Passion for Jesus in the Bible is so contagious. And so we were going to memorize for the whole year the first 18 verses of the Gospel of John. Well, they did that in the first semester. And they came and said, Pastor Jude, what will we memorize for the second semester? And I don't know if you know this, but the Gospel of John, they say, is the greatest book ever written in history and in literature. So the Iliad, the Odyssey, Romeo, Juliet, Shakespeare, think of all uh, the books you've written, Atlas Shrugged, which is a great book. However, the Gospel of John, they say, is the greatest book, and the entire Gospel is in the prologue. And a prologue is an independent story before the story. So the entire gospel is in those 18 verses. And really, it's changing me. I have had a God encounter through these ancient words. If you've been doubting God, I would beg of you, begin to read this prologue. It's only 18 verses every day until after Easter, and you will have a God experience. So today, we're going to look at, compare the creeds to the Gospel of John, the prologue. And the creeds show us the profession of faith. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. A profession of faith. And can I say, if California ever needed a united confession of faith, it is now. It's not, well, I kind of believe this, I kind of believe that. No, 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 no. What does the Bible say of our God. And the creed does not tell us what to believe, but who we believe in. And when you know who you believe in, I'm telling you, you have so much faith, you could speak to a mountain, it will be removed, and it will obey you. Next week, we're going to talk about common faith. That shows us the power of unity. A common faith needs a common language. And, and so we're going to learn about that in the Gospel of John, the word believe. Just write that down. That's the thesis. I've written these things that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And by believing in his name, you will have eternal life, uncreated life. Now, the word believe, you're writing that down, is in John more than any other gospel, more than all the writings of Paul, and more than any book in the New Testament is the word believe. Then the next week, we're going to compare John, the prologue, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, to creation. 
And my friend, your worship life will never be the same. We are shown in creation a pattern of worship. You say, well, I don't feel like worship. I see men doing this, just not my personality. Well, let me tell you, when a rock, the ocean, the moon, the sun, and the stars, they shout to our God, and there's not going to be any rock that's going to outpraise me. Amen? And then we're going to go, the next week, we're going to show you Christ. Now, I, I got to tell you, oh, my goodness, I don't want to, but I have to, get, I have to let the cat out of the bag, and the proverbial cat coming out of the bag. You see, Adam, it says in Romans 5, through one man, sin entered the world. Ladies, sin didn't come through you. It was the man. So when I see Adam in heaven, I'm going to slap him and say, you know what that's for. <laughs> get away. But then in Romans 5, it talks about the second Adam. Through one man, sin entered the world, thus death spread to all people. Then it says, through one man's obedience, that's the second Adam, Jesus Christ, that righteousness entered the world. Now, let me just say this. As I've been reflecting on the gospel of John, it hit me because I know Romans. Keola's now teaching Romans and she is good. And let me tell you something. I've been thinking about the second Adam. And Ray, I thought if there's a second Adam, then who is the second Eve? You see, it wasn't good for the first Adam to be alone. So God created Eve. Why? That they would come together and be fruitful and multiply. You see, many churches today, they want to multiply. They want to have other campuses, but they haven't been fruitful. We multiply after we're fruitful and we subdue. Then we conquer. You know what? I'm going to tell you, the Virgin Mary, many say, or a type of that second E, but you're going to have to come back in a few weeks because when you see who you really are, that you are joined to Jesus Christ, the second Adam. Oh, oh here it goes. I'm going to have to say it anyway. I'll belch it out. The church is the second E, and if God is our father, then the church is our mother. Why? To come and be fruitful and multiply and subdue California. Ooh, I just preached my sermon. My goodness. Now that's a good one. I'm a clap. Hey, come on. Can you say amen? Then this one, if Christ shows a person, then the cross shows us the price. So what do we believe about God? Write that down. What do we believe about God? Well, I think he's energy. He's out there. What do you believe about Jesus? Well, I don't know. Is him and the Buddha friends? What do you believe about God? What do you believe about Jesus? And what do you believe about the Holy Spirit? Can you say yes? Now, I want you to get this. Go to Hebrews 10.23. If you have your Bibles, and you're going to go back to John 1. We're going to read that. This is Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 and it says this let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering I want to just stop many believers in our state and on the west coast are wavering in their faith and the reason why they're wavering because they never had a synopsis of who we believe in 
And that's why we're going to begin to look at the creeds today. It says, confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Can you say amen? Now, you're going to John chapter 1. Before I begin to read, I want to begin to tell you about the word creed. In Latin, credo means I believe. And it starts off, if you were from a Catholic background, when we would go to Mass as a child and growing up, I went to Holy Cross Elementary, Central Catholic High School. So pretty much my until I was 20, we would go to Mass and we would recite the Apostles' Creed. And many times, for me, I'm ashamed to say it was almost like a robot. I believe in God the Father, you know, and just went through it. But never once did those words that were from the Scriptures seep into my brain, get into my heart, and transform me. It wasn't until I would be born again that when I would read these words, even now, I know who I believe in. You see, these creeds were not written to tell us what to believe, but who to believe. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, Paul didn't say, I know what I believe. I'm Baptist. I'm Catholic. I'm Presbyterian. No, 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 no. I know whom I believe, and I am fully persuaded that he is able. And can I tell you right now, the ableness of God is available for us because we are available to God, and we believe in one God. Can you say Amen. And you just need to get this. The early church wanted to gather the essential elements of its faith into an organic and articulate summaries intended for believers' baptism. And today, I think we've made believing in Jesus almost too easy. They kind of say a little prayer, and then you kind of live any way you want. And they didn't think about this. In fact, it would cost their very lives when they were baptized. It wasn't like in America, oh, you believe your way, I believe my way. Oh, no, it was no king's buffet. If you believed in Jesus, it could cost you your reputation. You could be kicked out of the synagogue. It could cost you your very life. And so they really wanted, in a nutshell, if you will, what to believe. Now, in Latin, as we said, creed simply means I believe. And it begins that way. That's how faith begins. People say, well, my faith is private. That is not scriptural. My faith is personal, but never private. Because the, this creed, the Apostle Creed says, I believe. The Nicene Creed, we're going to look at that, says I believe. But the Athanasian Creed shifts and it says, we believe. I believe in God, but when you begin to believe in God, you're going to be joined with a community of people who have the same language, the same faith, the same baptism, and that's when California will be saved. Can you say amen? Now, in Greek, the word creed is symbolon, all right? The word Greek is symbolon, and it's where you have two pieces that are broken, but when you join them, they become one. All right, let me tell you this, because I was a youth pastor for years. Uh, we, we preach this. This isn't in the Bible, but this was our philosophy, that you should not date until you're ready to mate. I only got an amen from the elderly. <laughs> the young people said, the devil is a liar. 
I remember my Jake, he came, he's a freshman in high school. He said, Dad, where is no dating in the Bible? I said, no, that's not in the Bible. I said, but my, it's a philosophy of mine. You can't date until you're ready to mate. And since you're still sleeping in my house and I'm paying your bills and I'm paying your tuition, you definitely ain't ready to date because you can't mate yet. And so normally what Christian kids would do before they would get engaged, they would have those friendship necklaces where you had one of them had half the heart and the other one had half the heart. And then you join the two hearts together. That is the Greek word for creed, symbolon. And so what it says when you begin, and I'm telling you, you're going to have faith today, that it's like our heart is joined to the heart of God because you cannot really eternally be joined to the heart of God unless you know who God is. And we cannot come up with our own ideas of God. And yet they went through the scriptures, Old and New Testament, on an anvil of truth, and they came up with this capsule. It's like a time-release capsule. When you take this pill called the creed, right when darkness strikes, Jesus Christ will live big and bright in you and you will know the God that is in your heart and soul. Can you say amen? And we really do believe that. Now everyone say confession. confession. Say profession. You see a lot of people say, I believe in Jesus. Well, the devil believes in Jesus. Demons even said, we know you're the Holy One. We know you're the Son of God. But it's more like a Hippocratic oath. I have cousins that are doctors. My brother's wife is a doctor. It's when they take the Hippocratic oath, they're pledging that I oath, I will practice and follow. Can I say today, I think the time we're living in, we need to redig up these creeds because we need to know what we're pledging our very lives to in Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, let's start reading the Gospel of John. Just 18 verses, 18 verses. If you're ADD, just tell your neighbor to slap you every sentence. <laughs> How many ADD people out there? I know somebody's lying. <laughs> okay, here we go, here we go. Now think of these words. The creeds came from these words. So I want you to really listen. In the beginning was the Word. In the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him is life. That's Zoe life, uncreated life. Can't kill this life. Was the light of men. And light shines in the darkness. But the darkness in the darkness did not comprehend it. One version says, did not overcome it. Couldn't conquer it. Come on, if darkness is coming on your mind, turn on the lights. You will never see darkness fight light. Darkness has no power over light. Okay. There was a man sent from God to Ventura. His name is Jude. Ah, got your AD attention, huh? There was a man sent from God. His name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. Why? That all through him might, here's that key word, believe. It's a noun. It's not a verb. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. And he says this, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Get this. And the world did not know him. 
God created California. California belongs to Jesus. California belongs to us and our children. Are you with me? And it says, he came to his own and his own didn't receive him, but as many as received him, love this verse 12, he gave them the right, and believe, received him and believed in his name. He gave the right, I need to get it right. He gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood nor of the will of man nor of the will of flesh but of God and this is my favorite verse in all this prologue and the word and the word and oh somebody feel that one come on I'm gonna breathe the spirit of God on you right now and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, abided among us, tabernacled among us, a key word in this gospel. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only, please get this word, begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out saying, this is he of whom I said, he who comes after me, get this, is preferred before me. He's before me. For he was before me. And of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Get 18. This is the end of the story. The prologue. No one has seen God at any time. The only, please get the only, the only. You're going to hear it again. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father. He has declared him. Can you say amen? And really, the creed tells us and tells California who our God is. I want to read a quote from St. Cyril of Jerusalem, who lived about 356 to 400. Because when I was born again, and I would start going to, you're going you're gonna to be scared of me when I tell you this part. Okay, when Jesus found me, I was in the Catholic Church, and then I went from Hail Mary to a Pentecostal church where they were crazy about Jesus. And, and so I'm in this crazy church, and one of the people came and said, because I would still go to Mass and saying the creeds are of men, and so you shouldn't read the creeds. And yes, they were written of men, but I want you to hear what St. Cyril of Jerusalem said about this, the creeds. This, synth this synthesis of faith was not made according to human opinion. We do not need any more opinions about mask or no mask, what type of people we should vote for or not, or what God we believe in. I want to say I'm not basing my faith on an opinion, on a preacher, but on the word of God. Are you with me? But rather, what was of the greatest importance was gathered from all the scriptures to present in one teaching of not a faith, the faith, in its entirety, and just as a mustard seed contains a great number of branches in a tiny grain, so too is this summary of faith encompassed in a few words the whole knowledge of the true religion, or we should say the authentic faith. You know why I think some people don't believe in Jesus when they did as a child, but now they don't? Because their, their view of God is weak. Their view of, it's almost like a cosmic Santa Claus. It's almost like he's just energy, as if he would compete with other leaders of other religions. And this is why they did this. Before the turn of the first century, the early church was beginning to battle what is known as heresy. And the heretical thought, 
thought was attacking the person of Jesus Christ. Some of them said he was fully human, but really not God. And some said he was more like a spirit of God or like a Marvel hero. He kind of morphed into. And these creeds went through the entire Old and New Testament to present in one capsule true, not a, but the true religion, I would say the authentic faith. Can you say amen? And it says, containing the Old and New Testament, such as synthesis are called professions of faith since they summarize the faith that Christians profess, and they did this at baptism, all right? So what we're going to begin to do right now, I want to go through the creed. It's going to come up on the screen, and I'm going to read it, but then at the end, we will stand. Now, if you can't stand for whatever reason, just sit, but we will say it together in the same spirit of faith, and I believe God is going to begin to hit us. Now, in the creeds, they have, good Lord, I thought I was in the old chair that had the back. I almost fell over. You know that was the Father right there. And Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Spiritu Santo, thank you. Man, <laughs> that would have been funny. That, but thank you, Lord. You spared me near my birthday. Amen. Amen. Oh, my God. I'm going, where's the back? It's not there. Okay. Listen, in the creeds, there's three sections. One of the Father, who is the architect of all creation. One of the Son, who's begotten and not made, born of a virgin. Then one of the Holy Spirit, please get this, who proceeds from the Father and Son. Get this, get this. The author and giver of of life. If there's a part of you that's died today, the Holy Spirit's already moving in this service online, and you're feeling life where you didn't feel before, okay? So here we go. We're starting off. If you've never been through the, uh, the creeds, again, it's taken mainly from John chapter 1 in that prologue, and it's power. Here we go. It says, I believe in one God. I do not believe in many gods. I do not believe in energy. I do not believe in higher power. And I guess you could use those words. I believe in one God. And listen to the next part. The Father Almighty. I just want to stop right there. The Father Almighty. I want to stop right there. I believe in one God. And he goes on and he says it. Jewish people can say that. Muslim people say they believe in one God. But this goes further. I believe in one God, not a father, the father almighty. You said, when did you really begin to yield to God? And one of the greatest tragedies of my entire life. And maybe for me and many other Catholics, this was robotic and kind of routine. But at the graveside, you know when you'll need the creeds? Is when death hits your life. In darkness and you're confused. And at the grave site of my father, the presence of God came around me. You may not have felt it, but I felt it. My twin sister was there, my older brother, my older sister, my mother, our relatives. And I knew that it was God and it wasn't Jesus. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was the father. And he spoke this to my mind. He said, I will be a father to you. And can I tell you from that moment, to this moment, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. And can I tell you, we do not worship just a God. 
We worship a God who the first person of the Godhead is Father. And can I say, when we were in Italy, I have been transformed. We were on a train in Tracy. It wasn't, I have felt the Spirit of God. I have felt the Holy Spirit. I've encountered the Holy Spirit. Jesus lives big in my heart. But I'm telling you, my Tracy on that train, it was the arms of the Father. And I felt them. And from that moment on, this creed is like a bell, like a Catholic bell that is ringing in the, really the resonating in my soul saying, I am your father. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but I have given you a spirit of adoption where you can call out daddy. And I like what it says. I, say it with me, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. Stop. It didn't say Padre weak, Padre some power, Padre a little power, Almighty. And you know what Almighty means? All might. All power. All power is my God. Oh, I used to love it when my juju would say about three and a half. My daddy, a big, big daddy. Oh, my daddy, the biggest, biggest daddy in the whole world. Can I tell you, our God is one God. And our God, the farty, the biggest, 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 biggest daddy in the whole world. Then they're going to tell you why he's almighty. Let's read the rest. I believe in one God, the Father almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. Yeah, there's a devil out there. Yes, there are demons out there. But guess what? They are a mad dog on a leash. And our father said, get back in Jesus' name. Come on. Can you say amen? Let's keep reading. Good God, I can't preach every word. But let's go to the next. That's the first article. Articulation. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Of all things visible and invisible. This was written, by the way, in 326 AD. Christianity started off rugged where people were being martyred. But now it's going to begin to shift where it becomes cool and famous to be a Christian. Can I say, don't despise when we have to fight to stand and witness for Jesus. It grows better believers. Come on. I love this one. This is John 1. I believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ. Say that with me. I believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ. Let's say it again. I believe the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. Just right there. I believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus has many names. One is Jesus. And you know what Jesus is? People say it all the time. Accept their Jesus. Accept their Jesus so you don't go to hell. No, no, no. Jesus didn't come to save me from hell. It says you will name him Jesus. Gabriel said it. For he will save his people from their sin. Jesus came to save me from me. 
Are you with me? Another one is the son of God. The demons called him the son of God. The Roman centurion said he was truly the son of God. But can I tell you, you will know you're a child of God when the father says, this is my son. Can I say, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Even in the garden when he's being tempted or in the wilderness, Satan comes in the form of a snake and he he manifests and he says, if you are the son of God, guess what Satan left out? The most important word. If you are the beloved son of God, we're not only children of God, we're beloved of God. Jesus is the beloved son of God. Can you say amen? But I want you to say it with me again. I believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ. Let's say it again. I believe in the the only begotten son of God. Now get this. What is Lord? That means he's ruler. They used to say Caesar's Lord. That means he's the president of all presidents. He's the king of all kings. And people, I hear people say all the time, I don't want anyone controlling me. I've seen women control men. How many of you ever seen a woman control a man? How many of you ever seen a man try to control a woman? More rare, but it happens. Women are smarter. When God made the woman, he said, I can't do any better than that. Mm, Get me a latte. Shabbat, you know, he took a rest, all right? So get this, you got to get this. I've seen teenagers really try to control their parents. I've seen nations try to control their people. There's only one in the universe that will control us and not destroy us. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. I believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. Now get this next one. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made. I want you to just circle that word. It's a big word. I'm going to explain. Consubstantial with the Father. So did you get it? God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, he wasn't made. Come on, you know what my dad used to tell me? Boy, I brought you into the world, I could take you out of the world, meaning I made you. Are you with me? No, he's begotten, he's not made consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. What is consubstantial? It means with the same substance. A modern translation of this creed says the same being or the same essence. Okay. When Becky and I, when she, why did I just say that? She is going to correct me over lunch. I was getting ready to say, but I'm correcting myself. When we were pregnant, she said, you had very little to do with that. I'm pregnant. So we went through Lamaze, but I bought three different baby name books. Because to me, the name of our child was very, very important. And so every name I liked. She hated. She goes, oh, that boy picked his boogers in third grade. Or when he got into high school, that kid had pimples. You know, and it's like, dear God, what kind of school did you go to? That was jacked up. But the only name that we agreed was the name Jude. And so we thought, okay, we'll name him Jude. And I never planned at all ever to name any of my children after me. I actually love my name. The bummer that his name is my name is that uh, my grandkids call me Jude. You know, I wanted granddad, but I, I think Jake was responsible for that one. No, I don't know. And so, but kid you not, we were going to name him after Becky's father, Lyle. 
So Jude Lyle Fuquay. But I was going through the baby name book, and I saw that Lyle meant an island to himself. And really, that's how Papa was. He was kind of an island, an isolated person. When you had friends, and I thought, nope, my boy's not going to be an island. So I looked up my middle name, Lewis, and it means warrior. And it said his name will be Jude Lewis Fuquay, number two. Jude means Judah praise. Lewis means warrior. I said he will be a praise warrior. Now, he has my blue eyes, which I got from my mom. He has my name, but you must know something. He's not the same substance as me. Why? Because he has part of Becky's substance. He has Chauvin's substance. He has Fuquay's substance. I have Fuquay Bonner's substance. He's, he may look like me, but he's not totally me. Can I say when it says he's consubstantial with the Father, that means 100%. He is God. That's why before, God from God, true God from true God, true light from true light, consubstantial, meaning it's the same. He is the same as the Father. Let's read on. I love this. Through him all things were made for us men and for our salvation. Why did he make the earth? For us and for our salvation. And the next time you look at the snow mountains that we see in the green hills of Ventura because of the rain, it makes me, I'm telling you, I was looking at this this week. I wanted to shout to God. If you have a problem praising, look out and look at those mountains. Look to the hills whence your help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. And if he did that and Jesus is all that, then some, I'm going to worship him. Amen. Let's read on. He came down from heaven. How? By the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the virgin. Come on. And the word became flesh, the incarnation. And for our sake, he was crucified. Say that with me. For our sake, he was crucified. One more time. You know what some people say? We used to do this when we go to nations in, with the young people missions trip. And they'd do a human drama where the biggest guy in the youth group was always Satan. The skinniest, scrappiest guy was always Jesus. And, and so the, Satan's just nailing Jesus to the cross. And, he's, and it looks like on the cross, the devil defeated Jesus. However, the devil's not God Jesus is God. And on the cross, when God became a man, he 100% defeated the devil. If the devil is attacking us, it's because maybe we gave him an open door. He should not be anywhere around us. Greater is he that is in us. Come on. I love this. Say it with me. For our sake, he was crucified. Under Pontius Pilate, God brings his son into history. There is actually a guy named Pilate. And so here we go. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended, do you get this, into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. I just want to stop right now. Have you ever heard someone say, I'm good with the big man upstairs? Jesus is my bestie. Hmm. He is. However, he's also Lord and judge. And he will come back a second time to judge the living and the dead. 
No, as a Catholic being raised, that scared the purgatory right out of me. <laughs> well, I mean, it was that prayer they taught a Catholic child to pray. Oh, my Lord, should I die before I wake? Who in the heck teaches a toddler to pray that? <laughs> no, please, no, I don't want to go. I thought they're going to have to burn the church down with all those candles to get me out of purgatory. <laughs> I'm grateful for having this creed in my mind and heart. For a long time it was in my mind, but now it's, it's in the heart. My actions do matter. Not only because my wife and my children and my grandchildren in this church, this beautiful church, but there is a God. And he will come again. Oh, we got to go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And it says, in his kingdom will have no end. Then he goes on. This is the third article. The first article, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. Come on, the next one. I believe in the one, Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Look at this one. Number three, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life. Wherever you're at right now, the Lord and the giver of life of life is in this room and at the end of this service when pastor jake comes up i'm gonna he and we the holy spirit right now is going to activate these altars and you're going to have an encounter with the holy spirit who is the lord and the giver of life and where life darkness hell has taken life out of you today the lord the giver of life is going to put life back into you It says, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, and please get this, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. I've had so much confusion. I, I believe in one God. I believe in one God. I believe in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. My God is three and one. But where sometimes confusion is when I have sensed the Holy Spirit and I start glorifying him because I was taught you can't worship the Holy Spirit. That's not true. He's God. The Holy Spirit's God. He's not, he's, not, he's not Casper the Friendly Ghost. He's not a phantom. He's God. And if he's God, along with the Father and the Son, he should be, I'm glad they put this word, adored. You know what I think on Thursday nights coming up in the future, I think we need to just have an adoration night. That all we do is adore the Father, adore the Son, adore the Holy Spirit, adore the three in one. Come on. I love that. All right. Who's, who's spoken through the prophets. Now, this next one I'm going to have to explain. It's going to trip some of you out, but I'm going to just read it and go for it. It says, I believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Now. Let me just stop. Let's deal with the Catholic word. Catholic in 326 AD, when they, and it was smart minds that got together, they literally went through scripture and they really put in this capsule everything that the scripture said of our God. And when we see our God, one but three, we will have a strength of faith. And it's not just my faith, but I'm talking about Edwin, Zuleika, Tracy, together, Keith, Mary, Adam, Melissa. 
together we begin to have a united faith, I'm telling you, California will be revived. That we don't have just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We go to the buffet, we'll hold the potatoes, give me more. Uh-uh. I believe in one God. Come on, are you with me on this? Now, Catholic back then just meant universal. Okay, let's say it this way. In Matthew 16, it says this. Jesus said, who do men say that I am? Some say Jeremiah, some say Elijah, one of the prophets. Who do you say that I am? And that's what we're asking you today. Who do you say God is? This creed helps us articulate who he is. And so Peter said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus said, human beings didn't teach you that, but my father who is in heaven. Now, and Jesus said, on this revelation, the gates of hell will never prevail. This is what I want to say, that the global universal church for thousands of years, the last 2,000 years, will never be conquered. Now, individual churches have been defeated. That is, some local churches, they say 20% of all local churches in Oregon, Washington, and California are now permanently closed. Can I say, no one, no one, say it again, no one, not government, not devil, no one, not false religion, no one has the power to stop the church of Jesus Christ. And when you get to that sermon, if Jesus is the second Adam, I can't wait to tell you who's the second Eve. And can I say, I believe now our church is poised to be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit comes on our minds and our spirit, we will labor like Paul did. And Christ will be formed in many. And California will be saved because our God is Father. Our God is Son. Our God is Holy Spirit. But we believe in the church of Jesus Christ. I hear people saying it all the time. They need to read this creed. Oh, I believe in Jesus. I just don't like church. How can you believe in a man if you hate his bride? Fight me and you'll probably do all right. You mess with Becky, I hurt you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do I believe in every local church? No, some of them are off. (laughs) but let me tell you who's not off the church that jesus christ is building come on all right we're gonna have to go Woo! come on that's you and me this isn't amway this isn't mary Kay, where you sell enough you get a pink tesla I believe in one God, Father Almighty. I believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of my life. Come on. Oh, no. My twin sister and I, they said we should have been dead. We were born two months premature. Daddy was a chain smoker. Prayed to God, I'm named Jude after the Catholic saint of hopeless causes. You're hopeless. I got you. I'm your saint. Come on. But more than that, God, the Holy Spirit, is the author and the giver of life. He gave me life. No devil will take life out of me. 
Oh, I'm starting to preach. I better sit on this work pro stool. Okay, let's go. I believe I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead. Get this, and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now that is something to believe in. The piano player is going to come up, and you're going to feel a little bit more like Vegas. The early church did not view salvation as simply saying, I believe in Jesus. Demons do that. When they were baptized, they were stating that Jesus was completely God and fully human. That he was the Christ. Remember, he said there'll be many Christs who come. And even many antichrists. You know, when they study counterfeit bills, they never study the counterfeit. They only study a true bill. We need to study this creed to see the Christ that is in us. That we would not be shaken. That we would hold fast our confession and profession of faith. I want to read something from the book of Jude. I did not write it. Chapter 1, verse 3. Beloved, and I call you that. I love you guys. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend. We're in a contentious time right now. Earnestly, not for a faith, but the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. And that's what we are contending. In a moment... I'm going to have it stand up and we're going to do what I did growing up. We're going to recite this creed together. The words will come up on the screen now turned. I want to tell you one story, true story. I didn't share this story in the first service, but it's as if it was yesterday. We had just gotten to Seattle. Becky just became pregnant with Jake. It's 29 years ago, almost 30 actually. I memorized the book of 2 Timothy. One good thing when you start a church and there's no one there, you have time for the Lord. And I'm driving to speak at a Christian school in Canada, White Rock, British Columbia, Canada. In the middle, halfway between Seattle and Canada, you come to a city called Bellingham, Washington. And when I'm driving my Volkswagen through Bellingham, the Spirit of God came in. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life into my car. And he said, because you have memorized these verses the way you have, he goes, this week, I'm going to change people's lives permanently and for eternity. And he said, now doors will open to you to speak and I will give you a voice to the youth of this nation and eventually the youth of many nations. That happened. That happened. They had 27 exchange students from Japan. This was an elite Christian school. The only reason they were going was to learn Western culture and English as a second language. It was a 10-year-old program. These Japanese students came from public schools, state schools, run schools in Japan. And not one 
in the history, a 10-year history, not one Japanese student before, during, or after ever accepted Jesus Christ. I don't remember most of the sermons I spoke at all these different things throughout the years. I remember that one. 2 Timothy 1.7. He has not given you a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. At the end, I gave an altar call. Now, if you think I'm hard to follow today, you would have never wanted to hear me preach as a youth pastor. I was ridiculously confusing. It was a miracle. She came up. Her name's Eriko. The vice principal was Elwin Fass, whose parents were missionaries in Japan his whole life. He spoke fluent English, fluent Japanese. I kid you not, she came up. I said, Elwin, what does this young woman want? I was young. Shoot. I was 32 years old. Looked like I was 15. She understood what it. She goes, I want your Jesus. I said, no, you don't. You have not understood what I said. She, I said, Elwin, tell her in Japanese right now. She did. I understood every word you said. I want your Jesus. By the end of that week, not only my Eriko, but 21 others accepted Christ. And by the end of the year, four others. Eriko's dad was and is a Buddhist priest. And the reason why I told her she could not accept Christ, I said, you don't understand. It's not an American youth camp where the last night everyone accepts Jesus. Good God, in the 80s, they'd break their cassettes. And by the next Wednesday, they go buy the same cassette. The 90s, the CDs. I don't know how they do it with the MP3 player. Do they break their iPhones these days and burn them? And you see, it's a, it, they think Americans, Christian nation, is not. And I said, Eddie Cole, what does your father do? She said, he's a Buddhist priest. I said, you will be kicked out of your family. You will lose your inheritance. Why in the world? Would the church fathers, if really, 326 AD, come up with such a synthesis? Because they wanted two hearts. They wanted believers to know more than a Jesus pin, more than a fish on their car or their chariot. They wanted to know. They had a synthesis of faith and what they were giving their lives for. We are not, I will not just die for anything. The years would pass, 15, 16 years. She'd be in her 30s by then. I would go to Tokyo for the first time. I've been five times. And I'm preaching at a conference in a church, one of the largest churches in Japan. And that afternoon, I kid you not, a young man, a young woman, and another young woman walked in. I prayed for a lot. I would pray for her for literally 15 years. 
God, wherever Eddie goes at, strengthen her, Lord. Be with her faith. Reminder of who you are. I kid you not. She's walking. I look. She's crying. I go, Eddie, come. Is that you? She says, it's me. I said, what happened when you got home? She, her father's a Buddhist priest. She said, I had to leave the house. But you told me I would be in church and I would be a children's pastor. I'm a children's pastor. The next year, they invited me back. Her brother accepted Jesus Christ. The other young man and young woman was her brother and his wife. And when I led him to Jesus, because I think if you're going to lead him to Jesus, why don't you give him a prophecy about their future? He said, you said I would be a pastor. I want to be a pastor. The girl he marries, dad, has the largest church in Japan. Can I tell you, he's pastoring. Why? Because I believe in one God, Father Almighty. I believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit to proceed. Come on, the author and the giver of life. Can you give God a shout and a hand clap? Woo! Let's stand up. Come on. Are you ready? I'm a, are you going to read it with me? You ready? It's coming up on the screen. I believe. Okay, no, no, you got to follow me. Some of you have not learned yet. Now remember, in the name of the Father and of the Son, you can't go right to left. Father, Son, heaven to earth. Okay, you got it. All right, all right, here we go. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in the one, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us man and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who is spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sin. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Can you give the Lord a shout in a hand clap? We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.